A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Did Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles just steal SummerSlam? I'm Ollie Davis. This is El Fagador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the Wrestle Ramble review of SummerSlam 2018, where that was a pretty okay show. It was all right in places, wasn't I it? I love there it was, when this happens. Yeah, there was there were bits of it where stuff was good, and then there were bits where it wasn't. But it was actually, you know, for four hours, it didn't feel like four hours for once. Here. Exactly. Six, including the pre-show. Once it's all over, you're like, you know what? That wasn't too yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm not going to say that flew what you by. want yeah. from WWE main roster pay-per-views. That wasn't too bad. That's the, uh, <laughs> that is that's the, the level that they, is the level, they yeah. built. I wouldn't say it flew by, but it went by. Yeah, like it at, went. At, a, at a clip. Yeah, there was yeah. A, there was there was a clip to it, but it wasn't like a wow. D- time flies when you're having fun. It was. I definitely looked at my watch. Yeah, but not time. that much. Yeah, I did. I was like, when when will Balor versus Corbin happen? For crying out loud, how many belts will there be before these two just do a thing? Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely toilet break. Yes, in the, uh, in the structure of the whole night. But really, well, it was mine, actually really fun. I went toilet during the promos because I'd already watched the pre-show, and idea. they just play them again. They just play them again yeah, and again yeah, and again. But they. They are such good promos. That's one of WWE's major strong suits. So yes, overall, I think even the bits of dodgy booking, it was still really, really fun. So yeah. it's like, yeah, this was this was a very well booked 2018 main roster pay per view. Yeah, it had been it had been designed to be mm. like they were just you could see that they were going for moments, and there was actually a lot of story stuff that was just setting up the idea that we're going to have this SummerSlam moment like Finn coming out he's the demon uh, Braun's squash there was you know there's quite a few squashes and stuff in here as well the heel turn and, and heel the, turns. Well, there was whatever a lot that was yeah there was a lot of bits of this where it was just like oh we're just pandering mm. and I'm okay with that like, yeah if you've got a four hour show you know, do you know what if two of the hours are pandering fine as long as the other two hours and there is some good wrestling in there somewhere it's remarkably similar to Wrestlemania 34 in which was like just such a weird, crazy show. Like mm. Ronda Rousey having match of the night, the how the Lesnar Reigns thing went down, mm. uh, the like and the Asuka losing. It was at the end of WrestleMania. I was like, well, I didn't hate it. It was okay, but like, so much stuff happens that you can, it's kind of overwhelming. Anyway, a barrage I, of feelings. Yeah, we <laughs> we both agreed. <laughs> we both agreed that our favourite matches were Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. Indeed. So I guess the contenders were that match for the SmackDown top title, uh, the Intercontinental title bout. I guess the three-way was pretty good. The women's three-way for SmackDown. Uh, And the tag match was very good. The Raw, sorry, the SmackDown tag match Mm. with a screwy finish. Yes. And and you liked the Miz and Bryan quite I liked the Miz and Bryan enough Mm. to put it in contention. Enough. Enough. It was... 
enough. It was enough. It was. It was okay. <laughs> to quote someone I know quite well, it was fine. But I think there's it was fine <laughs> is different from it was okay. Yeah. Like it was okay. It was okay. Is yeah. the other side of it was fine. It's that two star so or the, three star. It's the opposite, but very yeah. Yeah, they're very close yeah, together yeah. still. Mm. So Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, why was it so good, Fakador? I think well, actually, I think what's interesting about this match is that we've all been down on the letter, the infamous letter, mm-hmm. the scarlet letter. Uh, and however, this match actually managed to pay that off pretty well. Like, I went into it thinking, "Is Wendy going to be in the crowd? Like, where, where they going you know, get well, her out?" As you said, it yeah. was bring your wife to it was, ringside yeah, it was, night. Yeah, it was bring, bring your wife to work day. Yeah, Brie, Bella, Maurice. Maurice, yeah, Wendy. Evolution's round the corner. We need more <laughs> women characters. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. So it just so it's it worked out like she was in the crowd, and then Joe cuts through the introduction and says hi to Wendy. Like says, hailing from Gainesville, Georgia. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> and he he says, doesn't just cut him off. He like yeah. pushes. Uh, I can't remember the guy, Greg something. I can't remember his yeah. name. He pushes the ring announcer away and grabs the mic. Looked awesome. Yeah, and he says, "Daddy's coming home tonight." Yes, and then. We go through the whole match, then that gets AJ a bit fired up, which was a really good yeah. match. I thought, yeah, I and just enjoyed the match. There was a lot of really slow. There was like it started off quite slow, and then it just became the two of them laying in awful kicks, amazing moves. So there was a, an amazing power slam from Joe mm. that was the quickest I've the snap uh, the, the quickest yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. Styles managed to hit. Most of a Styles clash to Samoa Joe. I love that. Yeah. Especially Corey Graves had that great call where he was like, well, he didn't hit it all because he couldn't hook yeah. that other arm round the leg. It's not mm. as impactful. That was a great call by Corey. That was a great, and then, yeah, and then he did the same thing when Joe locked in the Coquina clutch mm. and Joe had one of AJ's arms hooked with his leg, but not AJ's legs. And that's mm. when AJ managed to get to the bottom rope and he was like, well, he, Joe didn't get all of it. And that's not really devastating, but he wasn't locked in fully. Yet. And it was like, there was good calls Leaving like that. enough in there yeah. for the next encounter. I just think the two of them were just like, they, they work so well. Obviously, they know each other for years, but they, they work so well together and mm. they did such amazing stuff here. And then the finish. Really good. I, I, I loved, also, like, I love the teasing the muscle buster. We haven't seen that for <laughs> yes. absolutely ages. Like, well, ever since, you know, yeah. Tyson Kidd yeah. was, uh, hasn't been able to wrestle since because yeah. that, that move went wrong. Uh, yeah, that was like that. I guess not everyone is going to know that spot, but when he started setting it up with the mm. history, I was like, wow, this is. Yeah, he's trying to destroy him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, gave, it gave a real, real, like, violent element to it. Yeah. And it was already violent. I love the spot. Uh, it's kind of a riff on the AJ Brock spot from Survivor Series last year. AJ's got the calf crusher in. Samoa Joe is screaming in agony. So he gets AJ's head and just like, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Totally Thanos his head into the ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was amazing. really good. And uh, yeah, and that's when he locked in the Kikina clutch right after. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was it. He makes the ropes. There was a, there was a bit where... Um, Joe did a step up in Zaguri uh, while AJ was sat on the top and he just clocked him and AJ, yeah. just, AJ just flung himself outside the ring it was so good a few strike yeah. exchanges that were really violent oh, it was an unbelievable yeah. it was like I, it was just two people who were very comfortable I think mm. working together and being able to do what they do best knowing that they were in safe hands and then the finish when Joe gets on the announce table picks up the microphone he's just what's he, what did he do to AJ to knock him out like, he just took him outside and I hit him can't around, remember right? yeah. so yeah. He's, he's got AJ down on the outside he gets on the. Uh, it was the announce. muscle buster. So it was like they tried to do the muscle buster and then they 
fell outside. Oh, it was the, yeah, it was yeah. The, and then so he gets on the he gets on the announce table. He's got the mic and he says, um, uh, "Actually, Wendy, I lied. Daddy's not coming home, but I'm your daddy now." <laughs> and everyone in the crowd goes absolutely mental for this. And then AJ pops up and just dives him straight through the barricade into the timekeeper's area. Gets himself disqualified using a chair because mm. he's gone and and like. Uh, busted a, open. Yeah, Joe yeah. had thrown him into the ring post beforehand, which had busted him open hard way. The second guy on this show to get like blood all over his face, mm. carry style, and it just made it work even better. Yeah, because they're kind of telling a similar story to not anywhere near the same level of quality because NXT is just. It's it you can't compare the two. It's just different. Uh, but as Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, mm. and it is AJ Styles is this is is a very emotional guy. Mm. Like he he does have rage problems in his character, and Joe has tapped into that by exploit not exploiting his family, but by yeah using his family as a, as a weapon almost. And Styles is going down to Joe's level because mm. of it. And afterwards, after he's like hit. Joe with the chair. He's he's lost the match, not the title though, via DQ. He gets over to his family and daughter, his wife and daughter, and he takes his daughter in his hand. And his daughter's like, "No, why have you got blood on your?" She face? says, "Daddy, you're bleeding. Daddy, you're bleeding." And he says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And his wife, uh, uh, before that, had, he'd gone to the barrier, and his wife had said, "Stop, yeah, stop." It was so good. Yeah, I'm really excited for this feud yeah. now, and I was down on it. I thought like. Joe and AJ, that's an open mm. goal of a feud to book. And to suddenly start bringing in a AJ's family in that weird Joe promo mm. and then the the kind of useless, forgettable AJ promo the week after and then there was the letter thing, which, like you said, should have just been a promo. Didn't really need to make it a letter. Yeah, the things he said in that letter, the things he read out, were cutting and brilliant. But because it was framed that way, it became very cheesy. It like, became very fake. Yeah, yeah but I love... Um, I think this was the perfect finish to this match. This was I agree. this was the like the ideal you know AJ still like Joe has pushed AJ so far that Joe's actually cost himself the match mm-hmm. because he's caused AJ to start cheating to win. Well not to win but just yeah, he's yeah, yeah. gone past the point of actually caring about the match anymore. So Joe's cost himself the the title in that sense. AJ is sunk to his level nobody has won this properly here so that and now it's just going to get more and more intense as they i think both descend to lower oh, yeah. and lower depths yeah because it's, it's only going to end up at hell in the cell Surely. yeah like yeah, that's all you can imagine month. right so and joe wasn't like ha 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 you have come down to my level no joe was really angry i thought we were <laughs> going to i thought we were going to see him again on the show because yeah, the way they, they did a shot of him storming to the back after so aj went back through the crowd with his wife and child and Joe storms up the ramp mm. looking like like just so just intense like un- unbelievably intense so I thought he was going to go and find AJ backstage mm. and we would see that happen later in the show we didn't but I assume there'll be some sort of recap on Smackdown maybe well I'm really excited to see where they go with this feud mm. now this is now a main event feud it's weird to like SummerSlam those big five pay-per-views or, or big four really would be nice to use those to culminate feuds. But mm. really, this this was just the start of a feud, and I think it's a hell of an opening chapter. But should we get on with the, the whole SummerSlam review? All of it. A million yeah. hours, 70 yeah. years. I think we've got time. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We won't spend long on the pre-show matches because... Unremarkable. Yeah, they were pretty inconsequential. Yeah. You think of last year's pre-show when you had that excellent New Day Usos match, which arguably stole the show. None of these ones did. They didn't even have any angles. I think Cedric and Gulak was actually really good. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was. The the other two... It was okay. The other two were, yeah, the other two... Mm. So we had Andrade, Cien Elmas and Zelina Vega beating Rusev and Lana first off. It was fun, but there was nothing to separate this from Mm. an average filler match on SmackDown. No, because I, I th- you would think with this this was the setting this up to be the bust up of Rusev Day with Aiden English, but he wasn't here. He was backstage at a se- in a section beforehand, but he wasn't in the match. wasn't involved at all. There wasn't really a lot going on, and a yeah. lot of that. And I think uh, this suffered from a lot of it being Lana and Vega in the ring, and it was clumsy as. Yeah. Like, there was, so the, the the finish was a roll up, um, and Vega puts her feet on the ropes. But she's too short, and she struggles to get her feet on the ropes. Yeah, she and, has to kind of like yeah. hop over. A few yeah, so times. there's actually like, a, yeah, there was. She basically got her foot on the rope as the three was counted mm. anyway. So it's, it wasn't really. It was just a regular roll up. It wasn't yeah, actually just won she the didn't match really there. Cheat. <laughs> yeah, um, but it'll be sold as cheating, I imagine. So. Yeah, it's quite frustrating considering how good Almas and Rusev are. Yeah, and we're we're watching. It feels like higher up WWE officials are more interested in Vega versus Lana here yeah rather than the the potential the t- matches we could have the two guys who have just had title well matches against the yeah. champion yeah very good re- point very recently won a pay-per-view yeah match. yeah so we'll, but, we'll, but we'll you know we'll leave them we'll leave them off the main card it's all and about we'll have, the, the and managers we'll have, we'll have the, man- well, the wife and the manager mm. have a match that's much better bring your wife to ringside and then some yeah Tag I know with them night <laughs> Cedric Alexander beat Drew Gulak next in one of our only ones we got right, and Coldaholic didn't. 
Yeah, that yeah. There were, when there were, this happened, there were I, three. I there like, were three options. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was very excited when we won this one. I was like, "It's all plain sailing from here." Yeah, and then we lost the other two, and then Raw happened. Mm-hmm. Raw's booking was our scuppered our shit. Cheers, Raw. Scuttled us. But this was a very well worked match. Uh, Gulak's great. He had mm. some great submission stuff, and so Cedric Alexander. Mm. I, yeah, it was really really good, but. As is the way with 205 Live, no one really cared in the crowd, which no. does bring it down a few notches. They didn't. They, the, the only time they sort of got hot was when he uh, flipped the top rope to mm. the outside, and everyone sort of went, "Whoa!" It's like, yeah, he does that. That's yeah, just yeah. that's like he's one of his things. And I like the the gulak sort of octopus stretch style choke on the ropes. Yeah, and he did the well. gulak in the ropes. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was there was a lot of like there was it was a good mix of styles that really worked. Um, I think they the two of them obviously work really really well mm-hmm. together but yeah it was what 10 minutes long yeah and on the pre-show and nobody cared in the crowd so like what do you expect and the b team versus the revival was an interesting story uh it was well at least it had a story i wasn't particularly into it at all that uh curtis axel was taken out right away by the revival shatter machine and then they worked over bo dallas's leg but then there was a how was it so a fudge is what yeah <laughs> one of the revival had a roll up a roll up on Dallas or Axel? it was Axel I yeah. believe and then another member of the revival knocked into them and it mm. rolled them over and the referee counted three so another fluky win yeah so the entire pre-show was pointless really and I'm I'm, I'm over B team we predicted them to win anyway. Didn't yeah, because yeah, they got new music, I yeah. think is what we said. They've got T-shirts and new music. So rah, rah, uh, rah. Yeah. So, yeah. They had a better segment in the actual main SummerSlam show than their actual match. Yeah, baby faces yeah. against The Miz. The Brian team, yeah. we now know it stands for. Uh, so, yeah, but a bit of a, just a nothing pre-show. Like yeah, the, It really, really says what is the point of watching the pre-show. Well, it's a shame because all the talent was actually really good. Like, yeah. And then it was just so mishandled. And it's the pre-show, and then there was all the promos for the matches that were happening later on that covered yeah. half the action anyway. So why are you doing that? What is the rest of the? What is the like? So the three ten-minute matches in a two-hour pre-show, and you can't get through one ten-minute match without having a promo. What is the rest of the pre-show but a promo? They really like the promos. <laughs> they want to play them as much as possible. I know, it's really just annoying. Put it over the bit where Booker T talks. <laughs> like just put it over that. That's. Yeah, annoyed. just shrink him yeah. down at any time. All the bits where they Booker just all the bits where talk. all the bits where they flatter David Atunga for mm. like half an hour. It was an awkward bit. We had Renee the shiniest Young. shirt of all mm. the shiniest shirt and suit combo of all time. Where Rene Young's like WWE Hall of Famer Booker T, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler, and David Atunga, WWE superstar, film star, all around nice guy. Yeah, David Otunga, the man with the biggest uh. arms and the shiniest suit. And not Jennifer Hudson's husband anymore. Hud husband, Hud, Hud the husband, the husband. Hud, Hud, that would have been a better gimmick. Uh, then the main show Dave started. Dave, hmm? Divorce? No, it's fine. There's not. A, there's not a date. I'm trying to do. Pun. I'm trying to do a divorce. David pun, but it's not working. Terry Crews Tezza. opened the main show, which was quite something. Uh, I I like this. I like this a lot. Mm. It was Terry Crews walking around the Barclays Centre, trying to get up the steps on his Fitbit, and talking about success. 
I will admit to you, I sort of skipped this bit. This was I was finishing a game on my Switch, <laughs> and uh, I sort of missed most. You're going to pause it when Terry Crews came on. Well, I paused it already for all the matches in the pre-show, mm-hmm. so it sort of ended up. It was a, it was a JRPG, so I couldn't really skip the cutscenes. Sure, there was a lot sure. of talking about who's doing what, political intrigue and okay. that. Yeah, you know. Well, the main cards, uh, the wrestling-wise, kicked off with Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. A very good opener. Like like a good opening match. To open get with Ambrose into it right away as well. Yeah, 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 open with Ambrose coming out, getting a huge reaction. And as we kind of predicted in our prediction show, they're not going to pull the trigger on the Rollins Ambrose breakup yet, no. which I like. I think they should draw out the team thing again mm. and then work to a another big five pay per view match for it to all combust. Mm. Looks like the the next pay per view is going to have Seth and Dean versus Dolph and Drew. Yeah. But yes, this was a a very good match. Uh, it went quite a long time, twenty five minutes. Mm. I felt like it never went beyond good until the last the last couple of minutes from when Seth Rollins did the reverse superplex people into went, the reverse. People Falcon. went nuts for that. But yeah, before before that, it was it was okay. Like I, yeah. I wasn't really into it of Seth's standard. Yeah, it was okay. But it was I felt it was. Like very much both of them playing the hits, and not mm. a lot was really happening. I was more interested in what was happening with Ambrose and McIntyre. There was some yeah, interesting. Yeah. There was interesting dynamics on the outside with McIntyre always walking in to try and get involved, and Dean Ambrose running up to him and just staring him down, which I thought was mm. um, a good, like a good twist on the character. Now, like he's being re- like actually a reserved lunatic if you can yeah. be one of those things well without the fringe yeah that's, that's where the unpredictability came from because that's what he couldn't see because he couldn't see what he was doing oh my god yes and now he knows what he's up to so he's got better foresight yeah that's it he can see how his actions will have long-term impacts god there we damn, go we figured it out but then the re- yeah the reverse superplex reverse falcon arrow spot was oh my god it's slightly different it, was it, the crowd reaction i know but it was in but it was insane it looked awesome, it looked awesome. like even ambrose on the outside there's when when it's happening he's like he's been being all hard for the whole match and he goes uh that got like that was i felt like the crowd were the same as us they they were enjoying the match mm. it was good uh just you know an average match by yeah. Rollins standards yeah. uh, which is still way above everyone yeah. else but then after that spot they got a this is awesome chant mm. Drew throws Dean into the steps and then there's a, a, z- a zigzag from Ziggler Seth kicks out somewhere in here Rollins gets busted open on his head and he's he's bleeding everywhere mm. from his on his face and Dean takes out Drew with the dirty deeds on the outside Drew, uh, Dolph goes for a super yes. kick but Seth hits him with the super kick instead. Looked awesome. Yeah, that was curb good. stomp. Uh, really good opener. Yeah, I no, yeah, it was very. It was a. I, I from that point of the superplex, it became like a really interesting match. I think before that, the fatigue is that we've seen the Rollins Ziggler McIntyre combination for a very long time, leading up to this, and we've seen mm. like it in, in in all different sort of scenarios. And actually, I guess the thing you want to see really is what does Dean add to the mix yes. yeah, but yeah. he was being actually quite reserved on the outside so we never really got to see him get involved until McIntyre stepped over the line right at the end mm. so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes forward with the introduction of Ambrose to the mix and properly. with Seth as the champion yeah and with Seth which as is a- really exciting hopefully because I feel like ever since Extreme Rules 
Seth has lost a bit of that momentum that he had because he was so so he was so hot. He was after, after smoke but, show. from February really. He I was, the, he was the best show. star in the company. Mm. Um, but the, yeah, the, he's been a bit in a holding of a holding pattern for the last month. Mm. So hopefully this will give him a, a bit of added oomph, especially with Ambrose's return. Yeah. But hey, he's not the only one who returned. The Bella Twins came back next. Dem Bellas. Dem Bellas. Yeah. I mean, are you excited to see them back? Those trailblazers of women's wrestling? Um, That's what they're going to tell you, what do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I want you to, to disagree wanna, with that and um, be angry at uh, North Korea-like approaches of rewriting history. Yeah, I I am, actually. I just... I just think it's well it was one it was a terrible promo it was awful it was like so they kept doing they kept having brie interrupt nikki and then nikki got quite cross i was like ooh, a fraction in the bella faction already yeah I, i'd like to see that feud maybe and then maybe mm. very early on in raw yeah or just the pre-show of evolution yeah that'll be fine yeah um but other than that my god like could we be shoehorning them in to then also then to also have them say oh yeah by the way total bellas has been picked up for another season what hasn't hashtag plug uh youtube channel their their lingerie line i think they got plugs in for and at the end they go oh yeah we'll be ringside for ronda rousey's match and renee young was fine with this she didn't ask why because it's you haven't been involved in any storylines yeah uh you haven't even been around the company since the the Royal Rumble, mm. yeah, I thought just bezel mates. I thought it was very very strange, very very shoehorned, and <laughs> uh, quite an indicator of those reports and rumours that we're going to get Ronda Rousey versus <clears throat> Nikki Bella for Evolution. Yeah, I don't. It's not what I want to see. New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I wouldn't mind seeing Ronda Rousey maul Nikki Bella for a yeah, five for like five minutes. But legit. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if she just yeah just does it. A shoot it's a fight. shoot. Yeah, <laughs> actually In break, the actually breaks her arm <laughs> yeah. so that when she does a little spin when she comes out, her arms are just flapping to the side. Mm-hmm. Or oh, but even in a, a shoot fight. Nikki would still switch out for Brie. I guess they can't do that anymore since since the the differences of looks. Mm. Mm. They're not as identical as they once were. But New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers we had next. I thought this was a hell of fun until the finish. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was. Um, they did a great deal of like uh, back and forth, and I thought um, like Big E coming in on the hot tag. You mm. like, you were like, he is unbelievably strong, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it's a pretty strong man. Yeah, I, I thought belly, those belly to bellies over his head were insane on Luke and. Uh, Mm. Luke and Harper, Luke and <laughs> and Eric and Rowan, Luke and Eric. Uh, they don't have those names anymore. They're not Luke and Eric. Oh yeah, they're just they're, Harper and Rowan. Yeah, what's it called? Mono? It's Mono something. Like Madonna. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. And the the Xavier Woods in probably the craziest spot did a flying elbow from the mm. from the top turnbuckle all the way to the outside, mm. and it's weird. That doesn't look as impressive. The limit breaker. The limit breaker is that what he it's calls what it? It's called, yeah. That doesn't look as impressive to me as doing it through an announcer's table. Mm. And an, an announcer's table version is safer 
because you've got the table to break your fall. Yeah. I imagine. Well, the hill after he did it, he was rolling around going, ah! Yeah. For like quite a while. Big E had to go over and be like, you need to get up and put him in the ring now. You're right, mate. <laughs> uh, but this, I thought this was a really, really fun match. It went about 10 minutes, I think. Mm. But the Bludgeon Brothers then used their hammers to get a DQ uh, loss. So no titles change hands. Mm. It's it, uh, This was the sort of finish where... You're angry with the company rather than the wrestlers themselves. I felt like the, the crowd didn't want to see this in a, in a good heat for the villains kind of way. Mm. It was like, no, that was lame. Yeah, I, I, I th- problem is it's the mallets, I think. It's, yeah, that's stupid. They are, they're just dumb. Like when you, because they can't, you can't swing them. Oh. Because that's incredibly, it's the sledgehammer that's incredibly, un- yeah. yeah, exactly. So just, I think we should just, dr- just drop the hammers. You can bludgeon things without hammers. Or you can just walk around with them. Luke Harper did, oh sorry, Harper, if you don't know who I'm talking about, did a interview recently mm. where he was talking about how Vince McMahon pitched them the hammers. This is a Vince McMahon addition to their characters. And Harper said, I was like, what? You want us to have hammers? And then a second passed. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And you can tell that's not what you that's mm. not what you thought, Harper. Absolutely. You still think the first one. Yes. You're a smart man. <laughs> John Stewart was at ringside next. Remember a couple of years ago when he was involved in that John Cena angle? He was, yeah. Yeah. Cool. John Stewart. Uh, he also used to be Stu- on The Daily Show and other things. Mm. He used to be more famous, Yeah, I John- believe. <laughs> well, now he's doing uh, artistic stuff, isn't he? Isn't yeah. That's what he's doing. Uh, like wrestling. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Now, you... You're angry about this than I am. Yeah, I just, I just, it's such a bloody waste, isn't it? It's just, why spend weeks and weeks and weeks having Strowman terrorise Owens, and we're still pretending Owens is the heel in this scenario. Owens is running around trying to get away from Braun Strowman. They then have a match in a cage, which he's thrown off the top of, which is incredibly dangerous and like trying to kill someone. The last time Strowman tried to kill someone, he got in a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> this time he just gets another match which obviously Owens asked for to get the money in the back briefcase but it feels like all of that setup. you're mm-hmm. doing all of that because then you can have Strowman eat a loss by any means and he loses the briefcase and it's on someone more interesting with the briefcase Strowman is not interesting with the briefcase because he can insert himself into the universal title picture just by winning matches because he doesn't lose them Whereas for someone like Kevin Owens, who's not getting a break at all, it seems, he could really do with a briefcase that allows him to insert himself into matches. So the problem with this is also this booking then when you have Owens come out and someone's made him a T-shirt that says KO in the bank. Great, but what a waste. What a a waste of someone. What a waste of tailoring. Um, And then you have him get completely squashed by Braun here you realise that everything that Kevin Owens has been doing for the past two months has just been a feeder for the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar feud. Yeah. It's that's not all even... it is. It's not like down the line of this SummerSlam. That's all it was used for. Yeah. What, a, what a waste of a very talented man. Yeah, not just to get Strowman over. It's to get... Really, this is, yeah, like you said, yeah. to get Reigns over more. It's... Um, yeah, I thought this was the worst thing on the show. I'm all for making people look strong. Uh, I just don't think you need Strowman to look any stronger. I think he's reached peak strong now. Yeah. Well, it looks it looks stupid to have this happen and then to have what happened 
in the tight the final match mm. happened to Strowman like Strowman no sells like super kicks to the fate like well, the one super bit of offense in this that Owens does he just no sells the super kick but apparently if he gets F5 once he can't get up but that's Brock that's yeah, main event of but Brock, he can't yeah he can't lowly jobber he Kevin can't Owens. stand up and cash in his thing at the mm. end when Roman's also taken like Roman's taken more of a beating by the end of the match so why yeah. couldn't Strowman just pop up and go like oh well let's have it anyway and we're not just saying this because we predicted Kevin Owens to win in Colter Hall. Absolutely not. No, no, no. I'm this not. is legit grievance. Yeah, I'm very aggrieved about many things. <laughs> not just having to do a lip sync dance routine. Stupid. And my jacket. Song and dance. It's hot anyway. I don't need a jacket. You didn't need a jacket. No. Uh, so yeah, this was this was just a two minute match really of Strowman giving that horrible choke slam to Owens on the ramp. Yeah. And then a running power slam and he wins. Well, that made me think, was this meant to be different? And is Owens now concussed? Because his head bounced. His it, whole yeah, bo- I mean, his, whole, bo- his whole body bounced, but yeah. his head especially bounced. Yeah. Well, I, d- I don't know where you go with Owens from here. He was a universal champion from a, for a very long time. He had yeah. a headbutt with Vince McMahon angle. Possibly the last time Vince is going to be involved in a proper wrestling yeah. angle ever yeah. and and now look where KO is on the card well and what's silly is that they are they have been advertising Owens versus Roman mm-hmm. for later shows I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember which shows exactly but they yeah. have been advertising yeah, it as, as upcoming for upcoming shows so like is he now magically going to be inserted into the into the title picture or is this just a fill, another filler feud where he can get squashed by Roman now as yeah. well like yeah, it's frustrating, and it's because we're such big Kevin Owens fans. Braun didn't need this win. He did, and yeah, I guess the problem is as well is like if you wanted Kevin Owens to be the heel, he's so good at talking. He managed to make himself seem completely sympathetic <laughs> in all these segments where he's meant to seem like a coward or a heel or whatever it is that the the writers of Raw were attempting to make him do. I just hope he goes to SmackDown, mm. like. Again, again, just send him back to SmackDown. Please. Go to NXT. Yeah, go back to yeah, go back to NXT. Uh, then we had Charlotte versus Carmella and Becky Lynch. Carmella being the champion here. I think Becky looked like Chitara from. Uh, she looked like something. Yeah, didn't she, she? Looked like she. Yeah, she had like a, a slight speckling. Is that who it was? Because I've written down here Deep Space Nine, and I looked at all the female Deep Space Nine characters, and I was like. None of them. No, is it? And far- then I went through Babylon from, like, 5. One from like Farscape or yeah, something. Yeah, I looked yeah. at Farscape. It wasn't any of them. Yeah. Then Dragon Ball Z. Let's have a look at the. I know it's... Ronda was more Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Ronda was very Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but yeah, I did. It's it was a it was effectively a giant monobrow that uh, Becky Lynch had here. But this was a very it was actually a really enjoyable match. Or maybe mainly... Ronda looked more like Chitara. Yeah, we're talking original Thundercats as well, and not uh, the new one that has drawn all the ire. Uh, yeah, but this was a very good match, actually. Arguably Carmella's best ever. And it was mainly mm. down to Becky Lynch and Charlotte's chemistry in the ring together, but also that added subtext of their story and Charlotte just walking in, getting granted this match. And Becky, you know, she's worked so hard to get there and has mm. to deal with Charlotte just being handed things, yep. which played perfectly into the finish, where Becky has the disarmor locked in, looks like she's going to make Carmella tap, but Charlotte runs in, natural selection on Becky, one, two, three. Re- like a really, story-wise, that's a very yeah, it's really poetically good. justified ending. And they hug after the match, Charlotte and Becky, Charlotte being the new champion, but then Becky turns 
and the crowd love it. It's the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, arguably. Easily, yeah. easily the biggest pop of the night. Um, uh, I just... Uh, but it wasn't... This never felt to me like Becky had turned heel. It just felt to me like Becky had had enough of Charlotte's crap. I think Charlotte... I justifiably think Charlotte, yeah. so. I think Charlotte's the heel in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just... She's just walked in and just gone, yeah, I'm in the title picture now, so yeah. never mind what you've been doing the entire time I've been out doing other things. And and I know it's triple threat rules, but it was it was a heel way to win at the end, sneaking in when someone mm. else had it won. Totally legal, and, you know, if it was a baby face doing that, if Becky Lynch did that, I think we'd all be like, what a super baby face. Mm. But Charlotte is much better suited to a heel... Uh, I'm just worried that WWE see Charlotte as this uber babyface. How could you not love the daughter of Ric Flair? She is mm. so athletically gifted and blonde. She goes on all our posters. Uh, and they see Becky Lynch as this weird Irish person who is inexplicably popular with, a, mm. in their minds, a small subsection of the crowd. But in reality, she connects, I think, to organically to a lot more people. Mm. So we'll have to see where it goes, but this was a good match with well, Charlotte. A hot got, Charlotte angle. got booed yes. when she picked up the title. When she had, when she was holding the belt and getting having her celebration, she got massively booed. Yeah, like, yeah. So she she is in the crowd's eyes the heel in this scenario. That hasn't really that, helped storytelling in WWE no. before. No, that way. I, I mean, yes, uh, it's the uh, the Roman situation. Yeah, but the um, crowd chanted, "You deserve it." To yeah. Charlotte's beatdown. Yeah, absolutely. And then fun. she and then we had shots of her crying at the end and saying, No, it's boom. fine. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. Then we got the Samoa Joe AJ match that we've already talked about. Wonderful. Then a weird bit with Elias. Yeah, I missed what I was I think I was eating some food here. So, so Elias comes <laughs> out. So the perils of watching it live. Yeah. You have to you, I kept having to you have to pick it. you have to keep picking your moments mm. and I picked the I picked the exact moment at which the thing that was weird happened. So I saw all the setup. Yeah, I saw all the bit uh, where he was talking about New York and all that stuff, and I missed the exact moment. And then all I heard was uh, "You effed up." Yeah, it was just everyone. He was gearing up to doing a song on the smelly New York crowd, and he goes to strum his guitar, but he just breaks the neck of it like it was a faulty guitar. That was it. And, and then, then he, he got angry strop, and he yeah. he trashed a bit of the stage. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. He had a much better bit on the pre-show. So there was a bit mm. in the... Um, they did a, the week that was section on the pre-show. Uh, and they did a recap of all the... You know, when people have gone to baseball games, people are meeting the kids and blah, 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 blah. And there was a bit where Elias is in a park and he walks up to people with a guitar, strums it once and goes, would you like to hear a song? And they go, <laughs> yes. And he goes, well, buy a ticket to SummerSlam. Nice. And then walks off. <laughs> Elias is great. He is really this good. This was not the best use of him. No. There wasn't even... A, if this is going to turn into a feud where Bobby Lashley reveals, ha ha, I was the one who slightly weakened the neck of the guitar so when you played it, it would snap. Mm. That's going to be a bad feud. So it's probably going to happen tomorrow night or tonight on Raw. Yeah, it's a shame because the, the other rumour is that Elias was going to have some sort of feud with The Rock, right? So, yeah. You know, maybe this was a filler while The Rock couldn't turn up. Yeah. I, if it, that is the case. That, well, you know. Rock's schedule apparently is quite all over the place sometimes mm. and he'll say i might be able to get there for something but then he can't so this did seem to me it was just so underdeveloped and a weird payoff that it seemed like they someone was meant to come out a rock was meant to come out but they cancelled it about an hour before the show uh, because that's what they've certainly been teasing mm. elsewhere on they should social just, media should just let him do an actual song then 
Yeah. He should have just done a song called Out the Rock. And then that, that would have been much better. Rather than having, like, because we don't need, things we don't need in WWE right now is another mystery. No. Who hit Alistair Black? Who threw the pie at Kevin Owens? Who's Byron Saxton? I'm lying. Who broke Elias's guitar? Yeah. Well, that's very be low down the list of. Uh, that's the new one. We'll get to the bottom of this, Laurie. <laughs> the Elias conspiracy. I'll get my deer stalker. Uh, so, next up, we had a segment that you thought was better than the B team title win. Title retention. Retention. Yeah. It, were, it they, certainly was retented. The Miz was walking along backstage, and there was a mini Miz to Raj mm. reunion, which was nice. And Miz was like, hey, like Daniel Bryan was, uh, I used to be his mentor, and he was rubbish, but look at you guys, you're tag champions now. I thought that was a nice way to do it. And then the B team said, oh, actually, the B and B team stands for Bryan, and did some more comedy that wasn't necessarily funny. They said, we've got our own reality show called Total Fellas, but with a B, so Total Bellas. Mm. And then they said, B team, B team, rah, 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 and walked off. Basically, it was like they did a really good bit, and then it was like they went insane. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then the camera lingered on Miz, who, who looked like, they've just gone insane. Yeah. So it was still better than a tag match. Yeah, there's that. It was okay. Then we got the Miz versus Daniel Bryan, which you enjoyed. Yes, I thought there was. I, I mean, it's definitely the setup for more more feud. Um, but I liked it was. I liked the fact that I think I just liked the fact that Daniel Bryan was laying in these kicks so hard. Mm. Miz was bruised by the yeah, end of it. He had welts like, on his chest. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was really um, welcome was really to the strong up. style. Yeah, safe Miz style. Yeah, but I enjoy. But I enjoyed the idea of that. Like it was. It, it, it worked because that was the whole point of the feud is that Miz is too safe a worker. Daniel Bryan hates his style. So Daniel Bryan introduces him to Daniel Bryan's style. And yeah, I just, I felt like everything, I didn't like the end very much at all, but Mm. I just thought the, it was just the destruction of watching the destruction of Miz was great. And all the back and forth with all the moves and the, the stealing and the copying and all that kind of stuff was also really, really good. That part well, of the story was a bit where Daniel Bryan good. goes to the skull crushing finale. Yeah, and Miz, Miz slips and sits down, and then eats an awful kick in the back. Yeah, so good. So there, and Corey Corey Graves had a great call where he was like, you know, uh, the Miz dishing out some of those it kicks made famous, or like Daniel yeah. Bryan was doing his yes kicks, and Corey went, of course, Daniel Bryan using the it kicks made famous by the Miz. <laughs> but that, that that was that was a nicely told story. Mm. In fact, everything in this in this match was very neat. There was the whole build about Daniel Bryan just wanting to punch Miz in the face, and it was effectively Miz who won in the end via brass it. knuckles, slipped to him by Maurice, in a punch to the face. So that's a nice way to further it. The, the story that you mentioned of the mirroring mm-hmm. with Miz taking a lot of Brian's moveset during that feud when Brian couldn't wrestle and now that, that coming home to roost was, was really good as well. What just what didn't hook me in is I was getting a bit tired because mm. it was a long show. I felt <laughs> the crowd reaction wasn't as strong because it, it's at this point in the card. Similar to Daniel Bryan's tag match at WrestleMania. Yeah. That came at a, at a bad point in the show as well. And it just made me... Well, this me... was just after AJ and Joe, wasn't <clears> it? <throat> so I think everyone had just sort of been molten hot. Yeah. And then we come down again. With, with the pre-show, this was this was like four and a half hours in, mm. which is, you know, stretching the realms of attention. And I started to think, is, 
are the crowd tired or is this just indicative of Daniel Bryan and how he's been booked since coming back from retirement he's had a tag match tagging with Shane McMahon yeah. he's had two matches with Big Cass and now he's in a feud with The Miz this has been a terrible return from retirement for Daniel Bryan mm. and he is getting less over Every time he goes out there, every yeah. pay-per-view marks another notch down on Daniel Bryan being back, being special. And it's so special. It's so amazing that he's mm. come back from when we thought he was never going to wrestle again. And it just made me... I, I felt like Daniel Bryan felt like any other guy on the roster. And he was getting reactions like any other guy on the roster and that shouldn't be the case. I think he need yeah, I think the, the the level of talent they need to pair him with which hopefully they'll do if he does resign because then they'll know he's going to be sticking around but they need to step up that level of talent that he's being paired with because at the moment it feels like every time he goes out there the design is go out there and play the hits Daniel. Mm. Just do your kicks. Yeah. Do your drop kicks, do the knee, to- do the yes lock. Like and there isn't really much more to it than that and I I guess like you know, if you want to see two people leathering each other with kicks, Miz isn't really the guy to do that with. Mm. While it's fun to see Miz get beat up because he's so good at selling that idea and being, you know, like he doesn't—he definitely doesn't want to get hit. You really get that sense from him that he's that—that's not in his character at all to be in a proper fight. It would be nice to see Daniel Bryan have a fight with someone yeah, who yeah. wants a fight. Samoa Joe would be a brilliant candidate for something like that but it would be nice to see that level and and then I think you could get more creative with what you're doing as you go in but obviously like everything's quite safe with Brian as well because apart from when he gets dropped on his head in this match yeah he uh, <laughs> as well gets kicked off the top row he should be safer but I think he just love he just gets carried away <laughs> yeah. now he's back wrestling Bonk. again it's he's uh... like a toddler basically <laughs> he's he's like a toddler you put him in a ring or you put a toddler in any room, they're going to find the place to hit their head against, hmm. no matter what. That's yeah. Daniel Bryan. I just, I just wish that this Miz match was Daniel Bryan stepping down from his always in title contention feuds because he's got unfinished business with the Miz, mm. and then he can step back up. Whereas that isn't the case. Daniel Bryan has just been this very flattened out yeah. mid card act. And that's such a shame. And this is the most important thing he's done since he's come back. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. You know, and it's the Miz, sadly, mm. like you know. which is a great story, but yeah, it's it's not where he should be, and the crowd reactions uh, support that. However, you know, one match that we all dicked on that was our <laughs> running joke oh, for how boring yeah. SummerSlam's long card would be actually turned out to be a stonker, a great surprise. And got the, like woke the crowd yeah. back up after that Brian match. Yeah, it was Finn Balor coming out against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin comes out first. Ha ha! Look at me, I'm so tall. Finn Balor comes out. Ha ha! Look at me, I'm so demon. And Corbs sold this fantastically. He looked so scared. He looked genuinely scared, mm. and like he had no idea what to do. Uh, I can't remember the last time the demon persona was in play. Uh, the Bray Wyatt feud was it not? I but believe. The, he he dressed up as a orange Halloween version, but he never wrestled a match like it in mm. that feud because that was scrapped because uh, of uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt getting food poisoning. Oh yeah, so I, yeah, I can't remember actually. So it's a while, and it really felt special. And Bala felt unique. That like yeah. Demon Bala felt different to normal Bala. Well, this is the, this is the problem I've always had with the Demon is that it, it's just Finn in paint. Yeah. Uh, 
However, this time it actually seemed like this more vicious, brutal. I don't, and I don't know if that's just because it was a squash match. So you two can, minutes. So you can. Moves, so you yeah. can just come out and chain a load of moves together and look really brutal. So like, it would be interesting to see if the demon gets longer matches going down the line. Uh, but yeah, he actually genuinely felt like something you would summon up to be like I'm going to be a completely different twist on my mm. character maybe you know and actually maybe that's because we've been seeing smiling smiling Finn Balor for so long like it's just it's nice to see serious I'm obviously wearing lots of face paint but I'm very serious about mashing you up do you think that was part of the plan all along I'm going to smile for a year straight <laughs> yeah that's it so when get... I eventually bring back the demon what a pop it'll look different yeah I'll just be tongue out man then yeah. Got his tongue out a lot, licking the air. Uh, I th- yeah, I I loved this really booking. Spooky hands. Yeah, it was a great surprise. The smoke around the ring did not clear for a very long time. Mm. It just stayed there. It looked like a haunted wasteland. Uh, and Bala wins with a coup de gras in about two minutes. And a much needed win as well. Yeah, like yeah, a much yeah. needed like. He is previous. He's the first universal title holder. He should be yeah, getting wins before, and yeah. be in the top picture of the company but he's obviously not been since his injury this could be the start of him going straight back I up I really hope so I hope so I mean we, we've seen this before like after it was Royal Rumble he had the Iron Man performance mm. he, he he was like one of the most talked about acts in January and then he lost a Kane it was Kane night. Kane just walked yeah. in and was like oh, I'm Kane so, <laughs> but I'm back uh, uh, Kane uh, again <laughs> uh, so so yeah don't get your hopes up but <laughs> Get your hopes up. But also get your hopes up. Yeah. It's, that's being a wrestling fan all over, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Balance your hopes is what yeah. we're saying. But also get angry when they don't come true. Then uh, we got our second... Roman! Our second <laughs> Bella uh, sighting of the night. It was Brian backstage like, oh, I'm so grumpy that Daniel Bryan beat me with the brass knucks. Miz beat him. Yes, Miz. Sorry, Miz beat him. And he beat Br- himself. Bree says, uh, hey... So it's all great. It's all great, Brian. And Brian's like, you go back out and enjoy the rest of the show. He's like, my return is a bust. I'm going to stay back here and punch some walls or something. Mm. Oh, I'm miserable. Uh, but yeah, so Bree, Bree was... I just, they're just... This is so shoehorned in. It's like, hey, Be- Bella's again. Yeah. Bella's everywhere. More what does this segment need? Bella's. Bella's. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy Matt, next... I enjoyed this match. You weren't a fan. I'm just reading some of your notes. I hate the fame, the face paint so much. Uh, Jeff plays the hits. It's dull. <laughs> yeah. Clumsy. <laughs> yeah, it was clumsy. I just... I Lame. Not... Yeah. That was a cool spot, but dumb. Yeah. Well, that was the finish. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I just... I, I didn't feel like the two had very good chemistry in this, and I, I didn't feel like their styles complemented each other. And I just thought there was a lot of teased moves and counters and a, but it was a bit too set up heavy of like I'm putting you on the top rope well I'm getting down from the top rope but I'm putting you back on the top rope and then I'm going to do my knees and then I liked the bits at the beginning where they were teasing each other that with the various yeah. uh, with the taunts. various little taunts and all that stuff that was fun yeah I just don't think actually the match was that interesting I don't I'm not I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy fan to begin with um, and I, I feel like Obviously, when he's not doing crazy Jeff Hardy things, it's even less interesting because mm. he just—he's got a set of moves that he delivers fine. 
Well, he did but he one gets, crazy thing. He did do one crazy thing, but th- that's what's so stupid. It was so dumb to do it. Like I don't, I just don't get it. Like he just handed the match to Shinsuke. So Nakamura is down. Uh, Hardy hits a swan, a twist of fate, and a swanton bomb. Yeah. But Nakamura kicks out. He reaches the bottom rope. I think he's. Oh yeah, yeah. So Hardy has been injured. So Hardy rolls out of the swanton, and it takes him a second to to cover. But in that time, Nakamura has moved slightly, mm. and he's nearer to the bottom rope. So then, as he does it, Nakamura reaches out and grabs the rope, misses on the first attempt, but grabs it in the end. Did another another example of it being a clumsy match. Um, and then Jeff gets him up, hits another twist of fate. Could have just pinned him there. He's. Just had a twist of fate at Swanton and a twist of fate. Could have pinned. We've seen you pin people. The off. half-life of yeah. after you've hit a finisher is so quick. Yeah, yeah. So those effects have worn off immediately. But if they've worn off immediately, he stops to take off his jacket yeah. at this point. He's like, wait a minute. That was the thing. The padding of the jacket <laughs> stopped the Swanton from knocking him out. I'll take the jacket off. Takes the jacket off, goes back up to the top. Nakamura, in the meantime, has rolled to the apron. Jeff thinks, I'll just do it on the apron. Makes sense. Hasn't seen Gargano Champa from the yeah. previous night, yeah. where Champa just rolls off the apron all the time. Yeah, goes for it. He's moved, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's gone. So Jeff just rolls through. I mean, it actually looked pretty safe to be fair, because Jeff. Uh, what? He, it looked fairly like he hooked his arm onto the ropes and turned onto his side. Oh, okay. As he did I it, I thought it looked heinous. It looked, first time I saw it, I literally <laughs> went. But then, yeah. I, when I, in the slow mo replays, you see that as he does it, he's hooking his arm onto the ropes as he's landing, and then he turns to one side, so he actually lands onto his arms and pads it a bit. I had read and then, an ro- and then rolls off and sits up, and it's like, okay, maybe that's okay then. But I'd read an interview on Sunday, mm. hours before this match took place where Jeff Hardy said he's working pretty banged up at the moment, so he hasn't been hitting the swanton bomb all the time. So he said he, he did this. No, he definitely just... hasn't been hitting it. Yeah. He's been missing the target. <laughs> That's the problem. So uh, Nakamura then hits the Kinshasa to mm. win. I enjoyed this match. I really liked Nakamura's trousers. Yeah, no, he had new ones. Yeah, they were yeah, good. Yeah, he had black trousers on. I thought that made him look good. And then Randy Orton comes out afterwards. And... Oh, yeah, what was that about? Well, I think he's doing a thing at the moment where he's teasing getting involved in stuff, but because he's a heel, he's not going to do stuff from out of nowhere. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to do stuff very evidently from out of somewhere and then not even do that stuff. Yeah, so he his music hits, he walks out, has a little look at the ring, goes, yeah, turns around and goes back. Yeah. And just walks out and that's kind of the end of the match. I, d- I, d- I didn't... I wasn't vibing on this. No, no, no. If I'm completely honest. I'm, I'm not going to, like, defend this match to the end but I, I thought it was I enjoyed Nakamura I, I love Nak- I love heel Nakamura I really like heel Nakamura uh, I just I, I would love, love to see him in a feud with someone else yeah well hopefully that happens next if, yeah, if think, Jeff and Randy pair off if yeah. Jeff's okay to wrestle uh, then we got Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss this was the match that it all came down to for Wrestle Talk versus Coldaholic stupid match yeah so uh, we were neck and neck. This is the only difference in the predictions at the end. And yeah, 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 we, we lost it, as did Alexa Bliss. Yeah, well, it was. I think we got caught up in the uh, trying to think what would be smart to do. And I think what, what WWE actually did with SummerSlam was this was a pandering show in which we're going to have a demon, we're going to have Strowman go over strong, we're going to have all of the things that people want to see except maybe the final end like you know mm. 
but this is it was it was just very like let's just get big pops and actually a lot of baby faces won mm. overall um yeah if you count like dqs yeah like yeah. actually in fact yeah pretty much all all the baby faces retained titles except nakamura keeping his mm. so um you know, this was a very it was a very positive summer vibes show, and this was just another bit it's of the that. Biggest party of the summer. Oh yeah, biggest party Whoa. of the summer. Ronda Rousey's gonna break Alexa Bliss's arm now. Yeah, what so a party! This, this was a, a two minute match, really, uh, or maybe a bit longer because Alexa Bliss stalled a lot on the outside. Mm. You know, she kept on getting in the ropes. She'd walk outside. So Ronda sits down in the middle of the ring, cross legged, and closes her eyes. You know, free shot to Alexa. Alexa's way to capitalize on this not with a kick to the head or a punch to the back of the the cranium she she just gives her a little hug yeah hug around her goes, neck in the weakest looking sleeper, sleeper ever yeah terrible idea yeah why not just kick her in the head yeah yeah just yeah. Uh, donkey puncher uh and and ronda sits up powers up off off that and flips her over Keeps beating her down for a bit, grabs the arm. Alexa's got double jointed arms or double jointed something. So creepy arms. Yeah, is what it she's got. looked like her arm actually bent in the way it wasn't meant to. So that was cool. And Ronda made her tap really, really quick. I yeah, I thought it was a bit crappy. Yeah, I like the fact we're supposed to have forgotten that Alexa has double joints because she she used it to be Sasha, was it? Mm. Because she held her arm out and it was all bent up, and she was like, ah. yeah, and then yeah, she just pops it back and went, boom. And then, so, you know, we all know that when Rhonda's going, ah, and everyone's like, oh my God, she's bent her arm. It's, no, she's she's doing that. It's already part of the storyline. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen it. Uh, and Natalia comes in along with the Bella twins, to, weirdly, <laughs> who would mm. have not been a part of anything. A Bellabration. Up until now. Yeah, but they are the ambassadors for all women. Yeah, if because only, they were really yeah. important in I, making them. It could only have been worse if Stephanie McMahon had descended from the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> riding a, a female, the female sign. Yeah, yeah, the what the, uh, the one with the thing up in the air, the cross. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That one. So she did come down on that, and then mm-hmm. handed the angel belt, wings. Yeah, handed yeah. the belt to Ronda and said, "I bless you, my child." So it was it was really contrived, and the Bella twins actually got a boo mm. from the crowd when they were out there. But Ronda, I, I well, felt Natty like, looked a bit miffed as well. Yeah. To be fair. So maybe that will turn into a tag team thing, actually. Mm. But Ronda got the organicness back by organicness is totally a word by running and jumping on her husband Travis and giving him a big smooch. Yeah. Well, that was cool. That seemed real. Nothing else did. Well, there was a lot of audible calling in this wasn't there like there was a lot of uh i'm gonna arm drag you now yeah it was and i I mean she was hiding it or attempting to hide it behind the idea that she was playing to the crowd and going do you want me to break her arm and it's like because i'm gonna do it in three two (laughs) one and then goes for it but like it yeah it just it didn't feel like it should have been rousey's moment i feel like they've really rushed this through in time for evolution to have that as like a main event mm-hmm. kind of thing and i just yeah i feel like you could have let her get on to the next wrestlemania and even beyond before she got the title i think the longer she doesn't have it the more meaningful and impactful it will be when she wins it it's like braun Strowman with the briefcase that's not very interesting no but uh so it's same with ronda and the, the title well the money's in the chase isn't yes, it and yeah. and i think 
you know, what would be cool about Rhonda and what could make her an ultimate babyface is the more people in the locker room that are annoyed at the fact that she's just walked in and said, I'm the baddest woman on the planet and um, just been given all these opportunities almost immediately. The more people annoyed by that and actively trying to stop her through any means necessary, the more she looks like the ultimate babyface and the more you want her to have the title. Alexa Bliss doing it and then running away for a match and getting mauled sort of is a very low level version of that but you could have done more like if more of the locker room rally around the idea that we're keeping Ronda away from the title by any means necessary like, where's Banks and Bailey been yeah. in this whole thing yeah, exactly because we're never going to because the thing is if she gets it she's so dominant who's going to get it back yeah yeah that it, that they WWE are great at booking people like one person strong but not necessarily two people strong so then you can have good matches where mm. it's equally like you can have a, a believable yeah. 50-50 so we're just going to have to have there will just be it'll probably be Alexa Bliss because mm. I, don't, I, can't, I can't think of who else is going to have the level of shenanigans required to take the belt back off Ronda but credit to WWE they have done a very good job with Ronda in making her feel special uh, but oh I've, no! Yeah. I've absolutely loved. I loved all of the build to this. I just thought this match was nothingy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but the main event was a masterpiece in how to manipulate a crowd, in my opinion. It was mm. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, they both come out. Roman Reigns with a weird CGI giant dog head graphic over the stage. I've I don't understand this obsession they've got with the virtual reality. AR like um, augmented augmented reality. reality stuff like I don't understand it yeah. at all because Mella came out and she had all the money oh I didn't pick up on that yeah it was but they only use they deploy it so rarely that you're like every time it happens you're like what is this is that a blimp <laughs> in the stadium because oh, when the show so opened weird. they do it with the SummerSlam logo over the ring and I was like yeah. oh my god what a cool setup wait a second no one can walk around in that ring if those graphics are there <laughs> yeah. but yeah the, the big dog one just it made him look spectacularly lame and oh my, I know like these aren't made to be consumed in five years time but when you go back and watch this in a decade from now mm. that is going to look Awful. It would have looked crap in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, so but but beside from that, Roman Reigns didn't get the thunderous booze that we're used to, even in the New York crowd and the travelling mm. uh, the travelling fan base. He got a bit of a boo, but not. He got a bit of a boo. He got a bit of a cheer. Uh, but it's not it wasn't like the WrestleMania level booze or previous booze. Uh, same with Brock Lesnar. Again it was middled out. Mm. And <clears throat> that's like that's impressive that they've managed to make that happen. That's the best you can get. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bit it's a bit disheartening when you think the best of both worlds yeah. to, to quote WWE. You, like this this is the top star of your company mm. and this is the best reaction you can get him on his crowning eve. Yeah. Uh, like imagine if that was a Seth Rollins or it was a Daniel Bryan going for that. I think it's tra- I just I do <clears throat> just think it's training though with Roman Reigns. It's like, I think the crowd has been trained into booing him when he comes out. Yeah, it's and a Pavlovian response. Actu- actually, by the end of it, they were pretty hot on the match. I yeah, thought it was a good match. I really like. I re- I actually really really like this. I love the I love the tease of they get in the ring. Uh, Heyman. Does his usual intro for Brock. Lays in the defendings. Defending! 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 Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion. Do you reckon someone just went, Braun's, Braun's busy, he's in the toilet. Quick, stall for time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say defend him 15 times. And then whoa, Braun yeah. comes out and everyone thinks, everyone thinks it's going to be a triple threat. And then he's 
he's too nice though he's too pure isn't he he's just like i'm sick of people coming out and blindsiding people uh with the money in the bank and cashing in the contract to win it i fight people face to face so i'm gonna be outside waiting for the end of the match and then I, I'll cash yeah. in on whoever wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna face a really tired version one of you two. Yeah, which it's is not the, like the which most is the same. Which thing. is the same. It's the same thing. It's just they know about it ahead of time. So this is <laughs> this is ingenious because it kind of distracts everyone who was gonna boo Brock and Roman. Yeah. By and 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 if people were gonna leave as well because that was the problem Ooh. with I think it was Reigns and Joe a backlash a lot of people left. And with Lashley as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh no, they didn't main event that pay per view, but a lot of people left. Mm. So this was a great way to make people stick around. It was genius booking. It's so good. Yeah, but again, it's like you're having to do this masterpiece of manipulation to make sure people don't boo your top star, yeah. your top baby face. So it's, yeah, it's it is as impressive as it is. This is a terrible situation they booked themselves mm. into in the first place. But that after Strowman says that. It's just dynamite after dynamite after that. Yeah. Roman Reigns. It's basically it's like a it's a recap of almost the Goldberg match, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Big it's that move, same big that move. same like let's just do five minutes of craziness and let's just hit all of our moves. So it opens with triple Superman punch, triple spear, and then uh, well the last spear is caught by Brock yeah, into a choke, into a guillotine, yeah, yeah. into a guillotine, yeah. Uh, so that that was great, and then they're just it's just but Reigns gets out of crazy. a spine buster, yeah. and it's a guillotine again, and then. Uh, Brock takes his gloves off to go for bare, yeah. like a bare knuckle fight, which is awesome. Suplex City, and they get better. The problem is when it starts Suplex City, they both get a you both suck charm, yes, which yeah, is yeah. bad crowd. But then Lesnar moves out of the way of a Reigns spear. Reigns goes through the ropes and hits Braun on the outside. Brock gets out there. There's a kerfuffle. Brock ends up hitting an F5 on Braun. And goes to go back inside. But, but he gets the key, yeah, he gets the briefcase and stuff. Yeah, right? Strowman holds on to Brock's ankle, so uh, Brock hits Braun with the the briefcase loads, and then hurls the briefcase to the top of the stage. That's him. That was it. Was impressive. That was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was going to go through the Titan Tron. Yeah, I love the I love the idea of that as well. Just like you can't cash this in. Like, yeah, it was, it was so like it was such good psychology for the match and for Brock to be mm. like, like I'm going to still win this match but then also I'm not going to bother fighting you I'm going to just do it now yeah or you cash in but I've just beaten you already so I can you know it will be more of an equal footing mm. thing uh, then Brock uses the chair on Braun mm-hmm. yeah it was re- really really good story but Brock gets back into the ring Roman Reigns spear win and it's done yeah Brock is most likely off to UFC Fine. It's finally happened. Roman Reigns is the champion. Christ, it's been a long eighteen months. Yeah, it's just, it is a shame that it's just they should have just pulled the trigger on it so much earlier. Yeah. And yeah, like, but I'm I'm actually, you know, as much as I would love to see Kevin Owens pick up the briefcase and come in and cash in, and I do think there are better ways to make Roman sympathetic than just or a heel or a heel or whatever putting the title on him. It's. I'm just glad it's done now. Yes. And we can all move on. Yeah. Like, we can just, from here, something else will happen. Do you know what? Pair Roman with Paul Heyman has been teased. Like, you know, that's fine. I'd also like to see that. The top title is back on Raw. Yeah. So we will see that more frequently. It's going to turn up every gonna... week now, and that's good. And, yeah. it means it can, and it means it can change hands now. Mm. 
I mean, it's actually like it has not been up for grabs while Lesnar has had a contract with the company because for a year you've and got a half. yeah exactly and you've got to imagine that his contract says specifically somewhere in it I am the universal champion yeah. like you'll pay me this much I'll do this many appearances there'll be this thing this thing this thing any like kickbacks or whatever come to me oh by the way I'm the universal champion so I'm Brock Lesnar till this day what's, what's that bit at the end there Brock no no don't, don't focus yeah, on that fine, no, 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 just, just sign it Vince trust me <laughs> uh, so yes it's, it, I'm really looking forward to Raw tonight it's a new day yes it is to mm. steal a phrase it, this is finally the next stage in WWE after this Reigns Brock thing that's been going on forever it's been hanging over us and, and particularly Raw from Wrestlemania to now mm. like it's just it's been tough going so hopefully we get a few NXT call-ups, freshen up the rosters, do something with them, maybe rejig some existing characters, the Finn Balor push, yep. whatever's going to happen with Kevin Owens. It's exciting times. It but overall, yeah, it SummerSlam, what would you give it out of five? I'm going to give it a high three. I gave it a low four. So yeah, we're, we're pretty the same. Pretty much the same. It's okay. It was fine. But that's all we've got time for today. Please click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest WrestleTalk videos. And this button right here, I should have probably said that Luke's on holiday. I don't think I've said that. Luke's on Luke's holiday. Luke's on holiday, by And this button here to donate on Patreon, which will help us do NXT weekly reviews. I've been Ollie Davis. This has been El Fagador. And that was Rambling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.